0: She's accepted. The podcast. podcast, Take one. I am not Theo.
1: I am not Juliet, and I'm not a clown.
0: Uh, And I'm not a clown either. Um, Hooray. We'll talk about clowns today, though. (laughs) So, speaking of clowns. (laughs) Oh, I don't like
1: this handoff. Yes.
0: (laughs) But before that, what's shaking, Bacon?
1: So much nothing, which is, um, again, always great. Right. I went with my sister yesterday to the outlet, or she met me there, right? Land of a thousand dreams. Yay. And we went to the Disney store because she wanted to get something for her grandson, Uh right? Uh huh. And there was a plastic fork inside a box, and the plastic fork had a little face drawn on it, (laughs) and it had like pipe cleaning wire. Twist it around yeah. the, I know, with the stick that the prongs sit on, like the handle yeah. of the fork. That's the word.
0: Yeah, and it's kind
1: of it, right? And I was yeah. like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> and she said, "That's forky." And
0: <laughs>
1: I thought she was lying, so I laughed, and I said. Well, look at you. Now that you have a grandson, you get to be exposed to all the new Disney characters. And she said, Oh, Forky's not new. And I was <laughs> like, I've never heard of Forky. And I I've think never you're heard fucking. Where
0: is Forky from?
1: Forky is a fork. And yeah. he is a Disney character and it is a real thing. <laughs> oh my God. And and it seriously, the toy, the action figure, was a the fucking plastic figure. fork.
0: Oh my God! Was, is he from a movie? Do you know? I know? We'll have to. Well, there's no way to find out, so we'll never know. <laughs> I wouldn't want to know. It's That's a, hilarious. I mean,
1: what luncheon writers' room board afternoon was somebody like Forky. eating their salad and like we have to come up with a new cartoon character. Uh,
0: Forky, let's
1: call. Right?
0: Is there a knifey?
1: Well, my guess is. Um the fork, the dish ran away with the spoon trying to figure out that nursery rhyme. No, yeah. probably not. <laughs> Knifey. <laughs> that's going to go all kinds of horrible places. I like it. Oh,
0: awful. Oh, my God, I have to look up Forky as soon as we get off this podcast. That's the first thing I'm going to do is look up Forky. Oh, uh, I may have to buy one.
1: Look, look it up now. It, it was the most ridiculous thing. Um, let's see. And then on top of that, Yesterday while I was at the outlet waiting for my sister, excited to like have our adventurers day together.
0: Oh my God. Isn't it? Forky.
1: <laughs> it's a real oh, fucking thing.
0: It really is. It's a Pixar. Toy Story 4. Forky.
1: Like Oh, it's from Toy Story. It's
0: talking action figure. Yeah. What does it say? <laughs> Yum. I'm not a toy, he cries Forky. <laughs> Oh my god. All right. How that, many that kids are gonna
1: stick forky in somebody's eye?
0: Right? It's got actual points at the top. It's, it's a uh it's nineteen ninety five. Just for I, For a plastic yeah. fork. It really is a plastic fork with little feet and pipe cleaner hands. Maybe this is a joke. I mean, maybe it's just a joke we're not in on. I don't know. It's hilarious. Well, though. they have I like a it. whole
1: display table of Forky. And there's pajamas too. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> oh, I need some pajamas of Forky on them. I'm totally. going to go look for those. Okay, cool.
1: Uh, so, oh, that's great. So, uh, yeah. so And then uh, the kickoff for all the Forky fun, I uh, was waiting for my sister to get to the outlet and I got a text from my landlady. Guess how much our rent is going up by?
0: Oh no, I have no idea.
1: Oh, $600 a month.
0: Oh my god.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Fine. Have
0: you been there a year already?
1: We have been here a year. God damn. And property taxes in in Texas are what fund government. So, um there's uh-huh. a state sales tax, but there's no income tax, right? So your salary oh, is yours. Well, they wow. they pay less for right. the same oh. job, right? Oh. So that uh-huh. it's not like, you know, the free money. A $65,000 salary in Austin, Texas equates to an $85,000 salary in LA okay. in terms of your spending power and what what your actual check looks like when you get it. Okay. So, whatever, cool. Um Yeah, so uh $600 a
0: month, huh?
1: What the what the cities do, this isn't unique to Austin, uh, they have evaluators who drive around, and then yeah. they open up Zillow, and they have formulas, but basically somebody looks at your house and says, oh, given the current market conditions, your house is worth X, and so right. our our landlady's house um, valued in, valued in double? No, doubled in value. That's, <laughs> that's it. Uh, damn that's amazing and so her property taxes went up up, right and we so knew this was that. gonna happen oh of course yeah. yeah yeah um so not a surprise that the the rent went up um we knew that the home had been had hit a high value mark um that's Part of the reason why I was like "Oh, Let's just sell our house because I'm tired of every year Oh your home is worth $600,000 more Oh you just end up paying A couple hundred bucks a month more In property taxes so I'll stop I'm so old I'm talking about property taxes now (laughs) Um, But yeah so uh, So of course Her tax increase gets passed along To us and then it's that thing Of like well moving Would be Very expensive
0: yeah yeah oh yeah
1: yeah and a big pain, so okay, yeah. right.
0: and probably not any cheaper
1: and and it is what it is, right, right, there's no fighting it, so yeah, so that was fun, um, and now Thanks. uh now we'll have to cut a couple of things in some other uh areas in our financial life, and it's doable, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how Trader Joe's is going to survive.
0: I don't I'm not in either. there every day buying
1: what I need. Uh,
0: what's your favorite thing at Trader Joe's?
1: Other than wine. Um,
0: uh, wine is good.
1: There's a, there's a frozen, it's not a pizza. It's not a flatbread. It's a really, really, really thin pizza. Um, mm-hmm. And it's the ham and Gruyere cheese one. And I forget what it's called, but um, it is, it is perfection. Wow. Yep. It It is amazing and awesome. Um, and then other than that, I just, I love the, I love the high quality of all the products at Trader Joe's. <laughs> no, I just really love it because uh, it was that, it's got such memories for me.
0: Trader Joe's? Yeah. yeah.
1: What kind of memories? Like uh, moving to California and... Uh-huh. Um, you know, this is a grocery store and if in those days Trader Joe's wasn't quite as polished as it is now and so right. you know, sometimes it was the product just came out in a crate and they took the yeah. top off the crate and everybody just ran over to the thing and grabbed it whatever it was. Um and so yeah, it's it's kind of that.
0: Oh, that's nice. It
1: is for me. <laughs> and what about you? What's shake and bacon?
0: Um, well, I took my dog to the dentist or the vet to get her teeth cleaned, which is, of course, a big deal for a dog, um, because they have to anesthetize them, which is always, you know, kind of, kind of iffy, especially for greyhounds, because they're a little bit more sensitive. Um, I guess, I I don't know, I don't know how it works, but they, they have to be more careful when they anesthetize greyhounds. So there was, you know, I'm always a little worried when when my dogs get their teeth cleaned or one of my, I only have one dog, but I've had greyhounds in the past. So anyway, so we took her on Thursday or Friday of last week to get her teeth cleaned and, and, uh, they put her under and she started to have a, a stress reaction. So she had hypothermia, her, she had a fever and, and all that. And then she also had hyperkalemia. So her potassium levels went way up and they had to take her off the anesthesia and pack her, pack her with ice and, uh, give her IV fluids and, and, uh, I forget what all, to bring her fever down. So they didn't do her dental cleaning. They did get a good look at her teeth. So they, they know that she needs to have some teeth extracted. So I hope she's not in any pain. Um, but they said they're going to try again uh, next week and that this was caused by stress. So they're going to give me, they've given me a prescription. Where did I put that? Oh, it's in my bag. They've given me a, a medication for her. So a, a couple different medications I'm going to give her the night before the surgery next. It's going to be on Friday now um, of this coming week. And uh, and then again in the morning I'll have to give her some more sedatives to calm her down. So hopefully she won't um, she won't freak out at all. And then as soon as they get her in, they're gonna you know give her some IV sedation and get going with the surgery. So fingers crossed that it all goes well next Friday and that she gets her teeth uh, cleaned and extracted. It's going to cost like three or four thousand dollars. So. Oh, poor baby!
1: Uh, and I mean, baby, Sophie, I not you. I know
0: and she was totally stressed when she came back. And what,
1: what? I would say, I mean, I mean, you know, Sophie, not you. Like, oh, you poor baby! Yeah, you have to spend course. three, four thousand dollars. <laughs> that is a lot of money. I would not be happy about that at all.
0: No, I mean, but what are you going to do? It is what it is, right? Like you're six hundred dollars a month. It, it right. is what it is. You got to deal with it. So, um, so that's that. And then also there was some drama in the HOA uh, last week because next door. So we're two buildings next door to each other. consist consists of the HOA, two identical buildings, three stories each. And, um, the people at the top floor next door, um, their bathroom started leaking, the pipe started leaking, and of course it flooded the downstairs bathroom, and the ceiling fell in, or the walls fell in, or something happened, and I don't have all the details because I wasn't really paying attention during the meetings, but um, so anyway, so we have to get people out to redo all the plumbing in that building, and fortunately, um, it, it doesn't look like, unfortunately, it doesn't look like the plumbing has been updated since like 1920. which is yeah yeah a long time so it's all going to need to be redone in uh next door and then they looked at our plumbing in this building and it looks like it's a little bit more new so um it it may not need to be done in the next five or ten years which is nice but but anyway so fortunately we have enough money in the HOA reserve so we can afford to pay for this plumbing but in the meantime there's like we've had a bunch of HOA meetings about this whole thing and it's just a pain in the ass. I think what a pain in the ass it is to have an HOA, but then it would be an even bigger pain in the ass if I owned a, a standalone home and had to take care of everything that went wrong on my own. So like I would have to put aside money for to replace the whole roof myself and all that kind of thing. It seems like that would be even more expensive, but I don't know. It, six or one half a dozen of the other, I suppose. That's right. At least with the HOA, I can have other people do things like, you know, call the contractors and <laughs> meet the contractors and I don't have to do it all myself. So that's a blessing.
1: Yeah, I'm not a HOA fan, but I've only lived with one once, but I have friends who've lived with HOAs and Yeah. You know, I I do see the pluses there um but I hate group activities.
0: Oh, I know. We have as few meetings as possible. I'm the president of the HOA, actually. So we have as few meetings as possible, and we try to do everything via email. And, and basically, uh, so I have to do as little as possible. So that's how that works. <laughs>
1: oh, that is that is great. Yeah. Uh, I was the secretary at our HOA, and uh-huh. uh, yeah, I I didn't.
0: It's a pain in the it ass. It was
1: fine. I tried to give the position away. Nobody wanted to take it. and
0: That's how it is, yeah. 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 No one wants to do anything. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's got their own lives to live. Um, and then the other thing is this, is, this is the real exciting news for me, the dahlias are in bloom in Golden Gate Park at the Conservatory of Flowers. So um, I love to go look at the dahlias every year. It's the end of the summer, almost the end of the summer, which is when they start to come out. So I think, I think they're pretty close to peak bloom now. Um, so I'm really looking forward to going. Maybe after the podcast, uh, Brent and I will go take a walk down to the Golden Gate Park Conservatory of Flowers and take a look at the dahlias that are in bloom.
1: Oh, that's nice. Um, What's the weather doing today?
0: it is foggy and 55 degrees. As always. <laughs> As always. It won't change until late September or October, at which point it'll be uh, 99 degrees and hot for three days. And then it'll go back to being 55 and foggy. <laughs> so, yeah. So that's it for me.
1: Well, if that is it that's for me, my, I guess.
0: Sh- that's all my bacon.
1: There we go. We're done.
0: So, it's what are a we talking day. about this week? Yeah. We're
1: talking about We're talking about clowns. clowns. We're talking right. about clowns, yes. Our our last couple of uh episodes were heavier than Downers. maybe might like and you know, yeah. Once you get to sort of a a downward slope in a story, it's sometimes yeah. hard to bounce your way back up. It can feel disrespectful to Right, what happened in you know to real living people or or whatever? Sometimes it's just hard to think of a joke. That's right. also the thing. an
0: appropriate joke, anyway. Well, I
1: never worry about that, but <laughs> uh, but yeah, and so clowns.
0: Exactly. So last September, police alerts went out to parents in Singapore about people dressed as clowns seen loitering around primary schools. According to the Washington Post, multiple clowns were spotted loitering outside schools, staring intently, approaching students and allegedly asking young children to follow them. One mother, Lena Wong, said, clowns are terrifying, even to adults. This is any parent's worst fear. <laughs> <What>?
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, Lena, I don't mean to laugh because I know it would be scary to yeah. think that there were adult people kidnapping children. Potentially
0: preying on your children. Right. But clowns are your worst fear? <laughs> right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we're going to get into a downward slope because we'll start talking about all the things that could happen to children. It could happen to children. Yeah, it's, a, right, it's right. worse than clowns. There's worse than clowns out there.
0: Like she said, what if they turned out to be psychopaths and murderers wanting to harm children? Another parent who gave her name only as Madam Shawalati said that when she picked up her daughter from Ang Santa Primary School on September 15th, the child was curious as to why there was a man dressed as a clown. Madam Shawalati said the clown wore a plastic reusable mask with a big red nose and lips, and had gray contact lenses. That's an interesting detail. The clown who was how did how they know it was contact lenses?
1: Because maybe the eyes just wouldn't were inhuman.
0: Oh, maybe okay. Like like yeah, like a matte gray or something. Um, the clown who was outside the school spoke in Malay and persuaded her to register her daughter for a speech class. <laughs> <laughs> Madam Showalati said, Since it is a marketing thing, I understand that it is important to stand out. All eyes were on him, but the way they dressed make them a red flag, and it will alarm kids. A private education center named Speech Academy Asia stepped forward to apologize and take responsibility. Its director, Kevin Tan, told the Straits Times that the clowns were part of a marketing campaign to promote speech and enrichment classes. Tan said that the marketing team had been sent to areas in the east and west of Singapore over the previous two weeks to promote the school's courses. There was no evil intention behind the costumes, and we sincerely apologize for it, Tan said. We will not do it again. So this isn't the first time clowns have spooked people by popping up randomly in public. In 2016, creepy clowns began appearing across the United States, sparking school lockdowns, widespread hysteria, and arrests. One threat posted on social media, because you know it's true if it's on social media, referred to a clown kidnapping a student, planting a bomb, and exploding a school in the D.C. area, the Washington Post reported at the time. I suspect that was not quite true. Because I don't remember hearing about any schools exploding, being exploded by clowns. But I think that was a, a, a rumor, or a, what do you call Something it? Something
1: that's grown out, it becomes an urban yeah, legend. Yeah,
0: an urban legend, exactly. Uh, the creepy clown craze soon spread to the United Kingdom, where police received reports of clowns outside schools, clowns carrying weapons, and clowns riding mobility scooters down the streets. <laughs> Police said some of the incidents were pranks, while other social <laughs> media reports. But
1: some of them weren't.
0: <laughs> others were hoaxes. <laughs> I'm like not sure what the line is between a hoax and a prank, but all right. Um, These were pretty clearly attempts to frighten people, however. On the other hand, in 2019, a man in New Zealand brought an emotional support clown to work to accompany him to a meeting in which he expected to be fired. You stop right
1: there. That is the most genius move. (laughs)
0: So, yeah, he thought he was going to be fired in this meeting. So, he hired a guy for 200 bucks to a clown for 200 bucks. I don't know if a guy was a real clown, like went to clown school, a real clown, or if he was just some dude like a task rabbit Uh that he hired as a a clown. Anyway, so he brought him to this meeting in which he expected to be fired, and he was fired. But someone said in one of the articles about it that the, now this is in New Zealand, that the people in the meeting said that this livened up the events.
1: Uh, I love, I love Kiwis. That,
0: they're different people, aren't they? I mean, they—they're just. I don't even. I, I could not bring a clown into work with me. They would not even get past the front door. Oh, I mean,
1: that's completely abnormal. But I—I I love the response from the human resources department, which is the clown <laughs> enlivened the event, right?
0: Right, and, right. Uh,
1: what are you gonna do? The guy shows up with a clown, and
0: I just—I like, mean, it's an emotional support clown, so maybe you have to be able to have an emotional support clown. It's like an emotional support dog, or maybe. Something.
1: I, did the clown hold his hand while he was being fired?
0: He made balloon animals. <laughs> no. <laughs> he did. No. He you did. do not delight me like th- that. Because they talked about while the guy was getting fired, there was like <laughs> the noise of the squeaky, squeaky, squeaky balloon animals being made. <laughs>
1: Please. Please tell me that's 100% true.
0: It's 100% true.
1: Uh, that is the most delightful thing I have ever heard. The poor guy who was getting fired, sure, but... Absolutely. He, he
0: hired a clown. <laughs>
1: I guess it what it needed to do. It's beautiful. I wonder what
0: kind of job it was. I didn't. I didn't find that part out. <laughs> uh, was was he a doctor? <laughs> <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so um, that's that's it for me. Do you have any details before we move on to the apology?
1: I need to know everything about this emotional support clown situation right now. Did the guy do it to be a dick? Was he like?
0: I don't think so. I I think it was kind of like a humor thing.
1: Or no, but I mean, did the guy that was getting fired maybe did he yeah. really have anxiety where it was like uh, oh. or was it more like fuck you people? I'm I think it was more like emotional. I don't support know. I think it was
0: more like kind of like well, I'm getting fired. You know what am I going to do? Why don't I hire a clown? Might as well you know cheer everyone up or whatever. While while we're doing it, <laughs> I don't actually know what his motivation was.
1: <laughs> oh, I need to know everything about that. Um, But yes, I I do have some stuff. It's sort of like clowns. Why? Why ever? What? And so this isn't so much like where do clowns come from and what are clowns, but it's a little bit of like the history of clowns. Why are people afraid of clowns? And then what were the people in Singapore actually concerned about? Right. Um, Right. And so looking at this, the clown character, the archetype of the clown, um, Developed out of the rustic fool characters of the early 1600s. In particular, there was a um, a style of uh, theatrical performance that came out of Italy known as the, I mispronounce it, Commedia dell'arte. Which is just theatrical performances, uh, late medieval Europe, early modern Mm -hmm. period. Who cares, Theo? Um, I care. Thank you. Thank you for caring about the era in which these things take place. All right, but so the so the clowns just come from rubes, from simple peasant people, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from the rustics, if you will, and they date back to Greek and Roman theater. Uh, there were rustic buffoon characters in classical Greek theater, and the word for them uh, comes from the Greek word paizain, which means to play like a child. Um, And then in Roman theater, the term for clown was fosser, literally a digger or a laborer. Um, Yeah, the English word clown was first recorded in 1560, and the use was tracking along with this generic sort of rustic boar peasant type character. Um, The origin of the word is uncertain, perhaps from a Scandinavian word cognate, uh, which would mean Clumsy. So potentially, maybe, um, in this sense that uh, clown is used as the same name for fool characters in Shakespeare's Othello and The Winter's Tale. So the in the script itself, the word clown appears. Clown says X Y Z. Clown walks across the stage. Um, let's see here. The sense of clown is referring to a professional or habitual fool or jester, developed soon after the 1600s, and we can pretty much just draw a line straight from Shakespeare and his characters to mm-hmm. clowns. Um, mm-hmm. The Harlequin developed out of clowns in the uh, 17th century. So 1600s as well. Um, and basically there was a guy who was a super famous clown in the 1800s, whose name was Joseph Grimaldi. And he was um, so famous for being a clown that Other actors started adapting, adopting his makeup style, which was a white painted face. And so uh, Joseph Grimaldi gives us sort of our modern expectations of what is a clown? And that is a person with a white face and then heavily made up, colorful features, etc. So great. Also it's just been around for hundreds and hundreds and maybe even thousands of years coming from the theater. They are tricksters. They are chaos characters. They are the unknown. Um, Dr. Rami Nader, who is a registered psychologist practicing at Vancouver's North shore stress and anxiety clinic explains Mm -hmm. clowns faces are disguised and they have these large artificial displays of emotion. So you have a clown with a painted face and a big smile, but you don't really know what they're actually feeling. There's mm-hmm. this inherent mistrust that what they're presenting to you isn't what they're actually feeling. So hmm. sort of why people are, can be afraid of clowns, right? Um, the actual fear of clowns is called cool rap phobia. Coolrophobia. Coolrophobia. Cool. Cool.
0: <laughs> cooler
1: phobia. Um, Got it. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. It's all over this article I'm about to read from. <laughs> they, they use it 72,000 times. I know the writer was like, I had to look this word up. I'm going to use it. Okay, so cooler phobia begins, it uh, doesn't begin. It brings on f- feelings of fear when you see clowns or clown images. It's a specific mm-hmm. phobic disorder that causes anxiety, a racing heart, nausea, and prof profuse sweating, and also the inability to speak. Um, Yikes. Most people can avoid clowns. (laughs) Great, great news. Yay, most people can avoid clowns. Some people need exposure therapy, a type of psychotherapy to help manage their reactions to clown and clown images. So that's basically where a therapist sits you down in a room and, oh, you're afraid of clowns? Here, look at this picture. Here, look at this picture. Oh, here. Here comes Tasty the clown Walk into the room with lunch for you. (laughs) You and Tasty are going to have a nice lunch together. Cooler phobia being fear of clowns uh, Children and adults who fear clowns May experience extreme irrational reactions So this is this is where it's an actual phobic disorder right. As opposed to just sort of like oh, Clowns are creepy and I don't like them um, Awareness of cooler phobia is relatively new Apparently nobody knew that people were afraid of clowns Until really? about 1990 Yep What? I know, right? That's not true. Uh, Well, I'm just going to tell you, this article on the internet tells me. Is that
0: around the time the movie It came
1: out? No, that was, um, oh, I don't know when the first one came out. Or maybe when the book came out. Maybe Um, when the book came out. All right, so let's see. So according to this very professional article that I got from a random website, awareness of phobia is relatively new. The term, oh, the term phobia first appeared in the late 1990s. I see. Coolro is the Greek word for stilt walkers. Apropos. Oh, all
0: right. of, good that they have that a word comfort. for that. Yeah, cool, great. Necessary.
1: Fine. So what is it that the parents were actually afraid of? Because, sure, people don't like clowns, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not that like some poorly dressed clown character was standing in front of a school. Alarming enough, right? The, mm-hmm. the real panic stems from, oh, you're going to take my child away, right? Mm-hmm. And you and I are both... um Children of the 80s who did not get taken away by, right? But we'll both recall Satanic Panic and right. all of that. So um I was listening to a podcast. Uh you're wrong about this, uh, Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Right. She's been working on a book for about uh satanic panic, right? And so basically in a nutshell, she is, I think she is cracked. Where did it come from and and why? Why did all of a sudden a bunch of people in the late 80s just believe that there were hundreds of thousands of covens of Satanists roaming around towns, kidnapping children and doing sexual things with them? And so um, the dots that she connected were women were telling men um, in the 60s and 70s that men were molesting children. Mm-hmm. And men were not hearing that message, and men were not responding to that message. Right. So women were saying to men, "You gotta help. There's men out there, and they're, and they're harming children, and they're molesting them sexually." And men were like, "Hmm."
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And so that's when the element of Satanism starts to get incorporated because now it's not, "Oh, men are doing this." It's, "Oh, Satanists are doing this." and so it gives men something to fight about and someone else to blame other than I'm going to say themselves but i think you get the point um it was it was something the culture needed to have happen in order to address an issue and prevent a harm that was actually happening in real life right and so um i just i i think those are just such a genius um thesis such a yeah. such a great Idea, I'll say, Sarah Marshall, brava, brava. I think I think mm-hmm. you have definitely cracked that nut, so to speak. Um, okay, so let me tell you about a real time when children were taken away by a stranger. Okay. And to do this, we have to go back to 1284. Oh, my God. I know. It's a long time ago. That's a while ago. You better bring, like, a lot of shoes because they didn't have them. <laughs> no, I don't know. Okay, so 1284 and the town of um, Hamlin in Germany, okay, was overrun this is with rats.
0: To sound familiar?
1: Oh, I, yep. I know it will. And so, starting from, I can't call it prehistory, but we'll definitely say like air quotes around the Dark Ages. Right? There were mm-hmm. people who were known as rat catchers, and the rat catchers would basically wrangle all the rats, kill them. And then townspeople and farmers would pay the rat catchers based on how many bodies you had caught, right? And sometimes the rat catchers were raising rats and would let them loose somewhere and then come and catch and kill them. It was a way of Uh earning some income or boosting your Uh own body count. Like, oh, there's Uh really only 500 rats in this barn, but I'll bring 200 IRAs so they they didn't have the best reputations right but still effective a lot of uh, rat catchers worked with dogs in particular the uh the terrier dog terrier right right rat terrier yeah thank you that's it dog terrier yeah the dog terrier (laughs) very very important historical accurate podcast I'm now mouthing out to my microphone all right so um So the rat catchers were a little smarmy. They worked with with a dog, right, or dogs to catch rats. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they would use their bare hands. Rats, of course, are sometimes ridden with disease. But it wasn't disease that was the issue. Because in the 1200s, people lived in farming communities where animals were brought inside in the winters in order to keep the animal warm and and share in the heat uh, from the animal's body. So... It's that rats were competition for food. Mm. And if you were growing your own food and then you had a rat infestation, well, you're now in complete competition for survival with the rats. And so the rats have to go. Uh, In 1850s, just jumping forward, we'll go back to the 1200s, but I thought this part was interesting. In the 1850s, there was a famous London uh, rat catcher who was known as Jack Black. And he had a uh, black and tan terrier that he let out and about in London uh, was the father of all rat terrier dogs. Um, huh. And he wore an outfit of scarlet cloth and had two cast iron rats sort of in a necklace that he wore huh. around his neck. Um, and, th- and he wore that outfit specifically because rat catchers often wore very colorful clothing. That was just the marker, the emblem of, oh, this is your profession, right? Um, so we had a rat catcher who showed up in the town of Hamlin in the um, late 1200s, 1284 specifically. And there's a story that comes out of this event. And so the story we all know. And the story is yeah. there was a town that was filled with rats and a rat catcher came to town and spoke with the mayor and said, I'll get rid of the rats and I won't even have to kill them. I'll just play my magic flute and the rats will follow me and boom. And so that's what happens. And then the rat catcher comes back and says, okay, you can pay me now. And the mayor's like, well, there aren't any rats here. And I don't see any dead rat bodies because what had happened mm-hmm. was the um, innocent and naive and trusting rat catcher who was probably dreadfully good looking as well. Lured the rats to a river, and as the rats entered the river, they drowned and were swept out to sea. So they really they were gone. There was no proof, right, that he had killed the rats. But also, the mayor Mm -hmm. was like, "I'm keeping this great money." So the rat catcher then says, "You're going to be really sorry about that if you don't pay me." And the mayor's like, "I'm not going to pay you." And so the Pied Piper comes back to town, but this time he is not dressed in his colorful clothes. He is dressed as a hunter and he pulls out the flute and he plays it and all the children in the village come running to him like he's an ice cream truck in the 1200s and they follow him <laughs> and they disappear into the woods and no one ever sees the children again, right? Now, I'm sure the yep. story gets real dark and there's probably variants where the children are drowned in the river as well and then the village learns its lesson Um, So all of this is based on a true story. This is a true event that happened in 1284 um, in the town of Hamlin. And the, uh, the story was passed down for 800 years. We know it was based on real events due to reports of a stained glass window in the church. The stained glass window was lost in 1660, but drawings and reports of it are in existence that predate 1660. So there's historical mm-hmm. records about oh this church has a stained glass window that talks all about how the piper came and lured all the children away, right? Wow. Um, well, that's that is terrible. Um, there's also an early mention uh, in 1384 in the Hamlin Town records. So that would be 100 years after 1284. And so um, what we what we know from records is the adults were all in church on June 26 in 1284. And the Piper, the rat catcher, showed up and lured the children away. And the adults were left with a village without kids. Um, so, you know, probably no to that last part. Um, right. apparently the rats were a later addition to the factual events and they were added about 300 years after the event took place. Um, so what we know, or cause we're gonna have to track, cause we're gonna jump around a little bit in time here. 1284. There's a record of children in town disappearing and going away. Right. There's, there's an event that's so traumatic, uh, for the town that it is recorded. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, that big, because yeah, not everything was was worthy of being recorded. Uh, so in 1227, this is 50 years before mm-hmm. uh, our Hamlin event, there was a battle on the borderlands um, of the Holy Roman Empire and Denmark. And the Holy Roman Empire won that battle, and they pushed the Danes out of the territory and up north of where Germany is today. So they opened up a huge amount of land, and they said, we need people to live in this land and to farm this land. We've just gotten all this great new land that belongs to us now. And so um, we need you guys to go live there and farm it and help protect it from the Danes who will be coming to take it back. And people mm-hmm. were like, you want us to farm in a war zone? Mm, mm-hmm. Probably not. No, thanks. Uh, but the Holy Roman Empire was actually very driven to to keep this land that they had won Um, and so they sent out men known as locators and the locators were colorful clothing and they would go into towns and they would talk to adults and they would say, you can have a farm and you can live there and you're going to have to fight a couple of Danes, maybe once or twice a year. It won't be a big Mm -hmm. deal. (laughs) And people were like, no, but you know, um, my son might be interested in living in this territory And so uh, a locator came to Hamlin, and the town, facing perhaps hard economic times, sold their children to the locators to go live in the new territory that uh, had once been Denmark and was now part of whatever the Holy Roman Empire thing was. Um, And we know that because. You can draw a line on a map from Hamlin to Poland, and all the towns, shouldn't say all, but a lot of Mm -hmm. towns along that line have strikingly similar names to towns in medieval Germany. Family names from the 1284 Hamlin parish records still show up in Poland along the Baltic Sea 331 miles away uh, in the...
0: Very interesting.
1: Yeah, um, and so apparently, people just simply took this event, constructed a story around it over time. Right. To, over
0: yeah, yeah about the rats and everything. Right. So <laughs> how interesting. Not
1: our fault. This this thing happened, but. Um, yeah. But the
0: bright colored clothing. Was that like a through a thread? That, through the whole thing, so that everyone involved actually did have bright colored clothing?
1: Seems to be, and it seems that it's... What what I'll guess at is a, colored clothing was not, not... Very colorful clothing was not mm-hmm. common and was attention-getting. So a marketing tactic that people who had something to sell, right? So if you see a guy walking across the field uh, who's wearing very colorful clothing... Odds are strong that maybe he's Selling something it might be his rat Catching services it might be He might be speech a tinker Academy
0: classes speech
1: academy classes Exactly right. so uh, Yeah so I, I Found those elements interesting in This story um, It's the dumbest idea in The world to market your Speech academy using clowns <laughs> It's outside
0: Primary schools uh, and that's Just a complete disconnect just not so smart. What were you thinking?
1: Uh, not thinking at all, right? <laughs> clowns. Everybody loves clowns. let send a couple of clowns out to some children's Alrighty. schools, right? Um, yeah, not.
0: I mean, crime crime is really low in Singapore, so they probably weren't even thinking about. Obviously, they weren't even thinking about the possibilities for abduction, but. But it's even the so. first
1: thought the parents had, right? I mean, yeah, it's yeah. the first
0: thought the parents had, yeah. So. Yikes.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> innocent little mistake. Uh, went too far. And then the parents um, on Facebook, which again is the birthplace of all wonderful things, got together and started creating urban legends around, oh, the clowns were actually trying to take children away.
0: Yikes. So the Speech Academy agent did apologize. Um, The first apology, at least the one that I know of said, dear parents, With reference to the news spreading online of a promoter clad in a clown costume spotted outside various primary schools, posted on 20th September 2021, we would like to extend our sincere apologies for the cause of concern over the safety of your children. We would like to clarify that, although indeed the promoter is an employee of Speech Academy Asia, our team do not offer any form of monetary rewards for children to follow them. Additionally, our promoters strictly do not take any children out of the vicinity, we truly understand your concern for the safety of your children. Hence, we will be putting an immediate stop to our road shows. Once again, we truly apologize for any inconveniences caused, and we thank you for your kind understanding. Yours sincerely, Speech Academy Asia. It, that really does sound like the Pied Piper.
1: Yeah, doesn't it? It kind of does. It's
0: fascinating. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's not the only apology they had to issue. Um, mm. I'm going to say I feel like that apology tells me everything I need to know. Yeah. Right? All the information's there. Great. Yep. Yep. Two days later, they had to issue another apology on Facebook. And it's a it's a good two-page apology. I'm not going to read you the full two wow. pages because it, it just is all the same stuff that was said very concisely and factually in their first apology. Yeah. Um, so from September 21st of 2021, Dear Parent Guardian we sincerely do this in the most sincere voice. Now <laughs> we sincerely apologize for the news that has taken place yesterday regarding our promoter. We understand that it is a cause of concern for the schools and parents. Hence, we would like to clarify the false news is mentioned by media groups, such as channel news, Asia and straight times on 20 September, 2021. So this is the following day, not even a couple of days mm-hmm. later. Um, uh, a consolidation of relevant information is outlined in this statement. In the statement, we would mm. like to draw your attention to the misinformation that is being circulated online and provide vital clarifications. Mm. These are the false news propagated, and the facts are our promoter mm. did not offer money to children to follow them. The minute you have to start a statement with that,
0: I know. You've already
1: lost. You've lost. Our reporter did not attempt to kidnap children. Our promoter was not outside Tao Nan School. We assert and reassure you that the above points um, were not true. This is the actual breakdown of what happened. Um, hmm. Let's see. Okay, so our promoters were distributing flyers outside of Agathana Primary School last Wednesday. It was that the police received a report that an individual donning a costume was seen outside the school gate. Subsequently, the school received a warning from the police, which in turn advised the school's parents to take note in a parental collateral. You ever see those uh was it Singapore video where they would do take like a news event and then make cartoons of the news event? No. No. Oh no. Oh, it was it was real big YouTube stuff like uh in two thousand six. Really? Yeah. No. And uh they were fascinating. Because huh. the cartoons were complete libelous, slanderous oh defamation. It made it look like the person was actually doing the things and the newscaster would be reading a story about it. It's phenomenal. And wow. this apology reminds me of that. It's like, you guys use Google translate to,
0: <laughs> to
1: write this, and, you know, maybe not. Um, so uh, the police are currently clarifying the matter. We are saddened to know how the media took advantage of the situation by reporting without first obtaining all the facts and without realizing the potential damage or fear it could bring to the public. I would like to stop you right there. Speech Academy Asia Mm -hmm. and say, really? You think that was the media that didn't realize the potential damage or fear (laughs) it could bring to the public. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then further clarifications. This is not a publicity stunt.
0: Hmm.
1: Well, it kind of was initially. Kind of was. Yeah, I mean, you know. Um, Our sole intention for this initiative is to spread positivity and awareness on the importance of communication and leadership skills to children and parents. This is not a publicity stunt, and it is definitely not our intention to incite fear. Our Hmm. outreach initiative has been Ongoing for years and the various costumes have brought many joys to children and adults prior to this news So I guess it was just on that one day that all the joy disappeared from yeah Yeah. Um, Our school has been around for the past eight years helping children and adults of all ages. We will do our best to continue delivering teaching and improving children's speech capabilities passionately Point two facts about the promoter Our promoter is a positive and cheerful individual who's been with us for three years, whom you may have met during our events. As a dedicated person, he puts his heart into everything he does to bring smiles to the children. Lastly, we would like to thank you for your continuous support and trust in us as we better ourselves, and we look forward to serving you in our best capacity.
0: I wonder if they're still around. There's no way to know. <laughs> they probably are. I, I would bet this didn't impact them that severely.
1: I mean, probably not. Um, I wonder if they changed their mascot and if it's like a clown now.
0: Yeah, they probably. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it didn't start out as a publicity stunt, but now it is.
1: is. I'm. They are still around.
0: Okay, cool. Speech Academy Asia.
1: Here they are. So I
0: think that was a pretty good apology overall. The first one in particular was nice. It was it was short. It was to the point. It, it covered everything, the expression of regret, explanation of what went wrong, acknowledgement of responsibility, declaration of repentance, request for forgiveness. All those things were covered in just a couple of short paragraphs. And then the one that went into more detail later, I think was probably unnecessary. I don't know if it did them any favors. Um, kind of seemed like they were a little bit whiny. Yeah. 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 Um, so, so maybe that wasn't such a great thing, but I guess it didn't didn't harm them since they're still around. Um, so overall, for this apology, um, just considering the apology itself, I'd give it an eight.
1: Okay, I was going with an eight, and then I was like, I mm, don't oh know, man. Like, eh. so then I was like, it's between a seven and an eight, so I'll give it a seven point <laughs> five.
0: Okay, so seven point seven five is the average for our apology rating. Um, what you looking at me like that's not? Ryan. No,
1: I don't know. I was like, <laughs> all right, seven and eight is fifteen, and then point five, and so divide that by two, seven and a half. Wow,
0: you're having five. to do a lot of math there. I know. I'm all not you do, good at a, it. Take half of half of 0.5 and add it to the, <laughs> 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 anyway, <laughs> I'm no better at math than you. <laughs> I'm worse at math.
1: <laughs> well, you left but out all think... the important steps where you have to add the two numbers together and then you have to consider which one's bigger and smaller so that you add them in the correct right. order, right? You oh, have to okay. start with of the course. biggest number and then add the smaller number to it. Oh. Five I plus three is that. not the same thing as three plus five.
0: Of course not. You're
1: starting in a very, you're starting with much less when you start with three.
0: Yeah, yeah. So your absolutely. number's not as yeah. big. Yeah, your number will be smaller when you when you come out. I mean, duh. so I think yeah. I accept the apology.
1: I accept the apology. Um, it was the dumbest marketing thing I've, I'll say, almost have it ever was, heard of. It was pretty stupid.
0: I, can you think of any dumber ones?
1: Uh, not off the top of my head.
0: Okay, I just didn't know if you had anything in mind. <laughs> Has the worst marketing idea ever. But there have probably been many, many, many really bad marketing ideas. Oh, well, that, I that mean. That are worse than positioning clowns outside primary schools. <laughs> I was waiting for
1: Corona to make some of those marketing mistakes during the pandemic.
0: Oh, yeah. Corona beer. They haven't, though, have they? No, yeah.
1: they've sort of not advertised a lot.
0: That's probably good. Which and, is and very And people smart. think of it less as the coronavirus now, and it's really COVID. But in the beginning, it was coronavirus. So, I mean, we anyway, whatever. Um, good job, Corona. It, it, very
1: right. good job, because I would have been like, guys, this is our time. It's our time to shine. Yeah, yeah. We it's need- our
0: time to shine. <laughs> Get that intern on Twitter <laughs> to post. Oh, man. Um, all right, so do you have an apology expected or a who's sorry now?
1: I have a who's sorry now, and it's stupid, and it's short. Um, Okay, go
0: ahead.
1: And it's stupid because it's me who is sorry now, and I almost never need to apologize. Uh, And for this Mm -hmm. one, I had to fish back into the past. So there was was one Halloween that I dressed up like Peter Pan, and that involved (laughs) green tights. Yeah. And um, it was, in my defense, the very late 80s. Remember those... um, that color-changing fabric that was heat-sensitive? No. no. Oh, for a while there, there were yoga pants. You'd put the yoga pants on, and then you'd put your hands on your legs, and then you take your hands away, and there'd be your hand imprint.
0: So, like, your crotch area is a different color than the rest of the pants? uh uh-huh.
1: yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what uh, happened. Oh, Yep. And so, not only did I go out parading around um, in green tights with great big giant orange but,
0: <laughs> Splotch Yeah <laughs> Yeah. Oh, no.
1: um, but then I got um, Drunk I lost my Group of friends and uh-huh. I fell asleep on my roommate's Car hood in the parking lot Because I was afraid that he would leave without Me so oh, I sat gosh. on the car And I waited and I waited And I waited and then I fell Asleep and uh-huh. in My defense he came back after dawn
0: Oh my god
1: Right yeah. Uh-huh. And so I want to apologize to my roommate who.
0: Was that in LA? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. What part of LA was it?
1: Oh, West Hollywood. I mean, you know.
0: Okay. Oh, that's yeah. fine. LA? I mean, yeah. yeah as, as that goes, <laughs> you probably weren't the only one passed out on the hood of a car uh, in a Peter Pan outfit that night. I
1: think I was the only one in the pavilion's parking lot who, uh, who was. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah. So
0: you're, why are you apologizing to your roommate? You didn't do anything to your roommate?
1: Well, he had to wake me up, (laughs) and I've just got to say, it probably isn't his favorite memory of me, and so I am sorry that I got drunk, lost, and uh, fell asleep on the hood of your car. Wow. Yeah. So, there we are. What about you? All right. What you got? Awesome.
0: I have an apology expected. And it's a local one again to me, San Francisco. Um, So the Board of Supervisors president, his name is Shaman Walton, um, was uh, admonished, it says, by a sheriff's office official last month after being accused of using a racial slur while berating a black cadet at a city hall security checkpoint, according to documents obtained by the Chronicle. Uh, Shaman Walton, who is also black, acknowledged using the slur a few times when he became frustrated about having to remove his belt to go through a metal detector on June 24th president walden became very angry with cadet name redacted who is african-american and said it is n words like you that look like me that is always the problem referring to the security protocols as some n-word shit several times as he yelled at the cadet walden was the first person to uh, confess about the incident and he faces no formal punishment he said the memo which was um written by Under Sheriff joseph engler was exaggerated and malicious representing an act of retaliation due to walton's calls for more transparency and accountability at the sheriff's office after the san francisco chronicle obtained the memo detailing the incident the cadet agreed to an interview and identified himself as amari butler he said that in addition to using the slur walton verbally threatened him you must not know who i am i'll whoop your ass butler said walton told him After the incident, Butler said he was moved to a different area of the building where he was less likely to come into contact with Walton. Butler said the day has continued to affect him emotionally and that he has called in sick a few times and sought guidance from his pastor. Walton is one of the most powerful elected officials in San Francisco and has frequently used his post to call out racist language and actions. In 2020, he introduced an ordinance. Okay, you're going to like this. He introduced an ordinance that would make it illegal to call 911 to make a racially biased and fabricated report. This act is called Caution Against Racially Exploitative Non Emergencies, or the Karen Act.
1: I'm going to say you had to work real hard to get the word Karen in for that. But, That's right. All right there.
0: <laughs> and Walton actually called last week for the resignation of a school board member, Ann Shu, after she made a racist comment. She said that one of the biggest challenges in educating black and brown students was their, quote, unstable family environments and lack of parental encouragement to focus on learning. Walton said at the end of the day, this is probably reflective of how a person really feels.
1: Um. Yeah, it is.
0: But is it reflective of how he really feels yeah, calling people the N-word? Uh-huh. So, but on the other hand, because they're both black, does it make it okay for him to use the N-word?
1: Um, I think the issue is you're making me look bad, right? <laughs> it's, right. Yeah, it's, it's not so much the use of the language. Uh, right. And sure, you could get into, like, the whole racial politic thing there, Um, I, I don't like it when members of any group use slurs for themselves or other members of their group, even when it's done in fun. Right. Right. Um, uh, it's just, it's, it's just not necessary. It's icky. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's dumb. Um, and also it's uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. So, but that I'll say like, whatever for your use of language, dude, right. What's inappropriate is. Um,
0: what's inappropriate is him having a fit about having to take off his belt to go through a metal detector. That's what's inappropriate, right. I think. And him using the n word is only uh, adding adding fuel to the fire, or whatever. It's only you know insult to injury or whatever the hell. But it's so that
1: you, you, it's that move of it's it's people like you who are making right. people like me, who are right. a member of people like you, look bad.
0: Right. I'm superior
1: right. to you. Is what it is. Yeah. Right. And that's the part that's like, Oh God.
0: Yeah. For real. I agree. I expect an apology from Shaman Walton, but I, I, I don't know how he could not apologize given that he's made a, a, a career for himself, a sort of out of calling out racist language and actions. And then he goes and uses racist language and actions, even though he is a member of that same um Race, I guess. Yeah, Uh, it's kind of it's kind of iffy. I think it's bad, and I think you should apologize.
1: I mean, how do you feel when? I can't imagine you're ever in a situation (laughs) where you're in a room with a group of other women, and someone's like, "I can't even say the word as a joke," you know? The c word. Yeah. Hey, c words. What's up?
0: laugh is because I'd be so surprised. <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine a situation in which that would be appropriate. I but unless, I guess, maybe if me and two of my closest female friends were in a room together, um, <laughs> even even then, it would be weird.
1: It, yeah, I mean, yeah, it would be weird. And, and yeah, bitches gets a lot of airplay, and so yeah, that, bitches
0: is a little less bad. Yeah, bitches is not really equivalent to the n-word.
1: No, not at all. Right.
0: Um, You can't even say the N-word. You can say bitches.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I have to tell you my favorite story of all time now. Okay. So uh, we were in Scotland uh, early days, and I was new-ish to James' family. And Mm -hmm. uh, we were leaving the house, and James was like, oh, Where's my bum bag, which is that pouch that you put around your Uh waist, right? And it's got Uh a zipper and you keep your credit cards. And it's a tourist bag or whatever, right? In America, we call them fanny packs. And I said, I don't know where your fanny pack is. It's not my job to keep up with your thing (laughs) because I'm real loving that way. And (laughs) his mother looked at me and she was like, I beg your pardon. What did you say? And I said, oh, "Oh, I just told him I'm not responsible. She was like, no. What did you say about the He's looking for, and I was like, Oh, it's fanny pack. Now I know the British word for fanny, right? I I, yeah. I know all that, but I I wasn't thinking that when I said, You're fanny right, pack. That's, right, that's the word right. for the thing. So I said, Oh, no, <laughs> May, I'm so sorry. It's, you know, that's English and British, just different words, and the, I yeah. don't mean it in that way. It's what we call it, right? And yeah. so we had a nice little laugh about the use of. The word Fanny, right? Oh,
0: that's hilarious. And
1: and it went on. It was a five minute conversation, right?
0: (laughs) It's like if you called it a cunt sack.
1: (laughs) Right. For her, that's exactly. Yeah. And so, going on that point, the next morning, I was walking down the (laughs) hall and May was coming in the other direction up the hall. Uh And I said, Hi, May morning. Happy cunt day. And I went to the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) I had coffee and I waited and I waited. And they waited. And she came into the kitchen and she was like, I'm sorry. But <laughs> said, Oh, happy Conte. It's it's a it's a holiday in America. It's where we show appreciation for the women in our lives and we empower them by taking the worst word and just using it. And she didn't believe me. She had to ask James. <laughs> she said, <laughs> "James, is today a day in
0: America?" Oh my god! <laughs>
1: Straight to me, he was like, "What have you been telling my mother?"
0: (laughs) She must have a good sense of humor.
1: She did. She was. I mean, because
0: I could never do that to my mother, for
1: example. My own mother, no, but other people's mothers all day long.
0: Oh my god. Oh that's hilarious. Yeah,
1: so language and words. Well, we're going out on a laugh. That's
0: Yeah, on oh that we should end it. Thanks everybody for listening. Have a great week. We love you. See you later. We Bye. Love you,
1: but not in that way. Bye.
0: Right. <laughs>